0: Welcome to Blessed and Abundant, the podcast that empowers you to stop being average and start living life more abundantly.
1: We are your hosts, Kayla and Mate, and we are so excited to help you live abundantly, alive, abundant life spiritually, mentally, and relationally. So good.
0: All right, guys. <sighs> today, we have a really, really deep one. We are going to be talking about the difference between the secret place and abiding, and I wouldn't say that one is better than the other, but mm-hmm. there are definitely some differences between the both of them. And we need to understand both the secret place and abiding to actually live an abundant life spiritually with the Lord. And we've been really going through this a lot recently because mm-hmm. we got married, what, three months ago? No, almost three months ago.
1: Three months ago. Yeah, yep,
0: Just about three months ago. And we've had a lot of big life shifts, right? Getting married, me moving to a different country, where we've had to really hold on to the secret place Mm -hmm. and abiding in Christ, I would say, more than we ever have. True. I guess there's just more distractions and more opportunities to stop pursuing the secret place True. and abiding but with that comes a greater opportunity to delve deeper into what the secret place and abiding means to us mm-hmm. so this is something that it's really like pertinent to our lives right now we are going through it we are figuring out what works for us what doesn't work for us mm-hmm. what it means what it doesn't mean so we're really excited to just kind of dial dive deeper today
1: yeah as you said it's like we already know that secret place is so important like to have behind closed doors Mm -hmm. but what when we get out of the secret place like do we even get out of the secret place how does that even like work in our everyday lives Mm -hmm. yeah i think you 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 nailed it we are trying to learn the best thing like for us like how does it actually look to abide in him Mm -hmm. and i think i've been some of you like may already know part of my story and how much like prayer and relationship with the Lord means to me. Mm-hmm. And I think from what I've learned, I've been a Christian for i mean, my whole life, but um, let's say I've been a spirit-filled Christian for right. 13 years. Um, I just when it comes to prayer and it comes to the secret place there is something that i noticed that i was doing wrong my whole life Mm. there was something that i was i didn't know this one part of information that literally literally changed my whole secret place my prayer life my inner closet like call it whatever you want that behind the closed doors life and It was because my prayer was always... I would always end up frustrated uh, with prayer. I would always be, okay, Lord, what do I do? What am I supposed to be doing? How do you want it to look like? I didn't know. And I would always... I don't want to say always, but most of the times I would end up frustrated and having an encounter with myself and my problems and Mm. my sins. And I didn't have an encounter with God, but with myself. Mm -hmm. And that was... That was not good. <laughs> That's not how a mm-hmm. prayer life is supposed to look like, right?
0: Yeah, yeah we've all been there.
1: Yeah, 100%. We're shaking my head because
0: I'm like, yep, been there. Yeah.
1: Yes, right? And I think I love this quote. I love this quote from, from Bill Johnson. Again, we're besties. Uh, we're besties. <laughs> I love Bill.
0: Spirit besties. <laughs> Never mind real life. Just Never met. besties in the spirit.
1: We're, we'll get there, Bill. Uh, I think, like, I love his quote. He said. If you came out of the prayer the same way you came in, then you were not praying, you were complaining. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's like, am I actually um am I actually having an encounter with the Lord in my prayer closet? Or am I just like complaining mm-hmm. and and trashing out and venting, mm-hmm. which is good and it could be part of prayer.
0: It's part, yeah. But
1: mm-hmm. if it's the only thing we have, then we're missing out so much. Mm-hmm. So, what changed for me? And yeah, tell us. Uh, I I stumbled to this teaching that when I heard it, I was like, "What? There is something there." And as I and as I was writing my book, I like. Dig so much deep into this topic, with my personal experience, with 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 everything that I that I knew. I talked to other people, and I did so much research, like to to find out. I don't want to say it's 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 wrong to say what's the key to a good prayer, you know. But for me, it was yeah.
0: I think it's a good thing to know. You think? Yeah. Yeah. If we don't know like how to do something, you're not gonna miss the whole point. So that's true. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a page from your book. We want to know the key.
1: You want the key. Yeah. You want yeah. oh, you already know it.
0: But again, you're the expert on this. So, he's about to teach me too.
1: Okay. So, okay. Here we are. I'm going to this is like a this could be a teachy teachy message, but I'm not going to say it in a super teachy way. Mm-hmm. Um but more in a, like a light po- podcast style way. And the reference we go to the Bible, we go to the Old Testament in Exodus chapter 25 to 40 when God is telling Moses how, like he's giving him instructions how to build the tabernacle. And we know the tabernacle was um, was built from like three parts. It was the outer court, then it was the tent, and inside of the tent was even like another room that's called Holy of Holies. And so... Like we may ask what? Like why is this important? Because back then in the Old Testament that was the way that they are that they were getting into the presence of the Lord. Mm. And not not I it's important to mention not everyone. The high priest once a year right. could get in in the presence of the Lord, into the Holy of Holies. But we know what Jesus did for us. He died on a cross for us. He tore the veil so that now we have a free approach and we can approach to the presence of the Lord to come before God mm. all the time, anytime. Everyone It's for everyone. Like everyone is invited, yeah. you know? Okay. So th- we are living in this New Testament, in this new covenant that Jesus, that Jesus established. But some, let's say, spiritual principles are still valid, like are still there that were established and that, that are, that are mm-hmm. real. So let's start with, let, let, let's just dive, dive into this. And when we start talking about the outer court, this is, this is we can metaphorically say, this is when we start to pray. Okay, this is the path of prayer. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're going to talk about. This path of prayer, this path that our, our spirit, soul, and body, us as humans, need to go through to have an encounter with the living God and to pray in His presence, from His presence. So we all start in this outer court. And basically, outer court represents our body, which means what happens like... the. The first thing, at least for me, like when you start praying, all like all of the thoughts that you could have thought are coming now to your mind. I should have done this. Mm -hmm. I should have done that. Or uh, I need to prepare lunch. Or the kids are going to the school. I then then we're like thinking about the fight that we had with someone. Then we're thinking about like our work. Then we we pick up our phone. Like it's our body and our thoughts are fighting so hard with this silence and this path that we're going to enter into because we've been so um, stimulated by everything that, that happened to us. That's not it. That's not the only thing. Then the enemy comes. Then the enemy is like, you, you you're not worthy. Like you can do this. What do you think you're praying? You think God is going to speak to you? You think you're going to have an encounter with him? Just tell him your prayers and like, finish it up. Like the enemy is really, let's say active, in this in this area in this um, time of our prayer, uh, then, for example, why like the phone is close, mm-hmm. and yeah, I put it on silent, but I can like hear him vibrating or something, or I want coffee, just now when I'm trying to pray, I want coffee, or I get hungry, mm-hmm. like almost like so often it happens to me, I get I, I want a snack, it would just like a little bit of chocolate something, but everything inside of us and our body is fighting and like doesn't want to be here because again there's this path that we need to go through Mm -hmm. and i can i think like we all are struggling um and had struggles and still have struggles in this area and for other people like it may look this this part of like fight um can look different i want to I never ask you that, but I want to ask you like, how does it look for you? Like you enter the prayer and all of these Mm -hmm. things that are, how do I say? Like messing up your focus.
0: Distractions. Distractions. That's the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. uh, If you know me, you know that I have about a bajillion thoughts every five seconds and I'm always thinking of solutions and this and that. So for me, that's the thing that I struggle with the most is just like, Quieting my mind so I can just relax Mm. and rest. Actually, the Lord gave me a picture today because that's that was my struggle with my prayer time today. Was that I couldn't stop the thoughts; they were just coming everywhere. And literally, the Lord showed me because I was asking God, "I'm like, why am I so scatterbrained?" And God literally gave me a picture of it was like me and my brain, like in my mind, and He gave me a broom for me to sweep away like Mm. the thoughts that were distracting me and kind of reminding me like I have the control over my thoughts, right? That it's not just something that I can just allow to happen to me and be like, oh, well, I guess it's just a day that my thoughts are going to consume me. But he's like, how about you just sweep up those thoughts? But I still struggled for the rest of the Mm -hmm. time. So for me, it's definitely like just calming my thoughts. Yeah. And yeah.
1: That's I think you said it so well, it is not like letting go of this and like, yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. No, like we control it and we are fighting this again. We are fighting these thoughts. We're fighting our body in this path of prayer that we're that we're going right, through, right. right? Um something that's also really specific for this type or this time of prayer is we pray this well-known phrases or prayers that are actually passive lord help me out bless my family Uh, help me in my work i need help with this and bless this and that like these are all passive prayers that are coming from our mind not from our heart Mm -hmm. that's also something that's really specific and symbolic for this 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 time of prayer um i'm gonna read just a psalm 40 60 sorry Psalm 63, 2. Oh God, you are my God. It is you I seek. For you, you my body yearns. For you, my soul thirsts. In a land parched, lifeless and without water. Mm -hmm. And this is that representation of dryness. And when we pray from this place, Mm -hmm. lifeless. Like there's nothing happening. It's a struggle. And most of people will give up when that happens they would give up and like this is just an outer court Mm -hmm. but if we continue to to push if we continue to fight if we just continue to to fight our our bodies and our thoughts we are slowly going to enter into the the tent and into the the area of our soul where our emotions are and again into into this tent Yeah, you had something. Do you have
0: any other like practical tips for our viewers who are like, okay, like I understand this and I'm struggling with this, but Mm -hmm. like the second that I get into prayer, like how can I just like what are the three things or just some practical ways that well we can set ourselves up for success?
1: Yeah, I think what helps what helps me a lot just whatever comes to my mind, whatever's happening around me and in my heart and my body. I try to stay focused on God and like, no, I don't want this, whatever it is, whatever Mm -hmm. thought or need in my body. No, I want him. Just focusing my eyes on him. And sometimes it's waiting. It's a struggle. But we are growing as we are fighting this. Mm -hmm. We are growing in holiness. We are growing in our just ability to to fight our enemy, to fight our body. Just focus on him and we also need to ask ourselves what I ask myself, like how long am I ready to wait on the mm-hmm. Lord? If it's 10 minutes, like sometimes I wait on the Lord like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wait for him the whole prayer and I don't get there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not an every time thing, but again, how hungry are we for him? And are we willing to wait for him and right. fight?
0: That's good. Yeah. And for me, cause I am so like overloaded mentally. Mm -hmm. i feel like the lord has blessed it being okay for me to write things down Mm -hmm. like if things keep coming to my mind i'm like you know what i'm gonna take two seconds i'm gonna write down these things that are coming to my mind to almost like release them and be like i'll get back to you after prayer that's good but just to get rid of it because then it's just like swirling and swirling and swirling and swirling that's good and it's just like yeah i try to focus on the lord but i can't because all the thoughts are here unless i put it down and i'm like okay i'm releasing that that thought that's good I'll come back to you later
1: that's really good advice yeah Yeah. that's good thanks babe I love you I mean do
0: I do it all the time no no but I know that I can
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah so again it's it's a struggle Mm -hmm. it's a struggle to get through this part yeah but when we endure and if we endure we are slowly gonna transition and enter this tent and part of our soul and here things are actually like changing here something is changing here our our prayers are not longer coming from our mind or actually coming from our heart Mm. all the lies from the enemy the needs of my body the thoughts are kind of a left behind because again we're progressing towards his we're looking at towards him we're looking at his face And we're we're leaving these things behind. So there's this this we can still like in the back somewhere. They are still there. Mm -hmm. But again, now this like kind of a still small silent is is here. My heart is awakened. I begin to like sing Him praises. I begin to worship Him. I begin to tell Him how much He means to me. My focus is on Him. I can almost like feel His, his presence around me. This, sometimes I can physically feel it. It's like warmth. It's like overflowing. Sometimes it's a knowing. Mm-hmm. Like I know that is here because it is impossible for our minds and bodies to not think anything, to not feel anything in a way that they felt before but all of that is gone because the king of the kings like we're approaching him in our spirits like we are approaching him and if we endure and if we come to this place like this is where this is where it happens are this is where we talk to him Mm -hmm. this is where we hang out with him this is where we can uh hear his voice much much clearer like Mm -hmm. we can we can feel his voice and I don't even know like what's the best way to describe this this presence this knowing uh when when the Lord is around me and all of the the thoughts are behind like how how does how do you experience or feel the pres- the presence of the Lord hmm. or how do you know that he's here in your prayer right now
0: I would say. Not always is it a physical feeling and I think I've had to learn to not look for that physical feeling always as an indication. Like sometimes I can feel like, I don't know, people always say like Holy Spirit goosebumps. Like I'm not physically cold. Like I'm wrapped up in a blanket but I just like feel Mm. kind of like that goosebumpy feeling. But I think more than that because again God was trying to get me out of this mind frame that it always yeah. has to be a physical feeling it's more so of just like a clarity like you said yeah. this is where you're able to hear him so things just feel like it's clear it's like when you go from one area if you go to a congested city like new york city and you can barely breathe because of the pollution and then you go to some beautiful like mountaintop and it's like you can breathe, right? It's like that. I can hear him more clearly. I just feel a peace come mm. over me, less stress. Like you said, those thoughts are not like in the mm-hmm. forefront. They're in the background. And that's when I'm just like, okay, like I'm with the Lord.
1: That's good. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You described it so nice, oh, babes. Yeah, so this is something that's specific. I, maybe that's the wrong word to say. This is something that happens. And in, in when we go past our body and enter into this soul realm right. where, where we actually like feel him and feel his presence where this interaction is happening mm-hmm. but then also a lot of people would stop there and like okay i i heard his voice uh i had an encounter with him mm-hmm. it was nice it was beautiful we hang out we he told me some truths some truths he imparted something in me good Mm-hmm. But, like, there is more. Mm-hmm. Like, there is more. And sometimes it's so hard to go over that step and enter into that, like, like, holy of holies, the next step, the third step, the final step, where we pray from or, like, with our spirit. Yeah. Uh, because we think, like, that's it. Because we feel his presence and we. Hear him talk like we should be in that realm all the time. We're gonna talk about that later a bit. I mean, abiding like this is where we're supposed to be, but all the time. But like, there is more. And if we again endure here and still not stop but want to pursue him more Mm -hmm. and look at his face and seek his face, and like, Lord, I want more of you, like we're slowly gonna enter into the holy of holies, which is the again our spirit where our spirit like prayers and we pray from our spirit and when we enter this realm of prayer it's like everything stops it's dead silent because you not just feel his presence you feel his him you are surrounded by him in such a tangible way that you don't even want to speak mm-hmm. you don't even want to pray you you don't even want to worship you, you you just you just want to stay in this dead silence where where you feel like one one minute is like an hour mm-hmm. an hour there and when you're in that place It's all like, I would say, spirit of God to the spirit of man, like spirit to spirit prayer where he is doing something in our hearts. Mm -hmm. There's no words necessary. It's it's an encounter where he is molding our hearts, when he is changing us to his image, to his likeness. And again, nothing matters here. You don't care about anything anything Mm -hmm. because you're so far off of your thoughts of your everyday life and you're so immersed into him that this is all you want to all you want to do and again yes we can make this path and like try and and endure but that type of an encounter is always like his grace Mm. like you cannot strive for Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. again you can do the steps but this is this is a grace this is a gift when that when that happens. Yeah. I remember it happened to me not a lot mm-hmm. like I would like for it to happen more yeah. more often, right? but I would just describe it as I fall on my knees or I'm literally lying on the floor like in prostrate prostration is that the word how yeah
0: prostrate yeah prostration Yeah, prostration
1: a- um. And I'm laying on the floor and nothing. And I kind of uh, hear the sounds that are happening around me, but I do not register them. Mm. And again, I, I, how, how do I? Okay, it, you have that happen too, right? Can you can you yeah. explain it?
0: Well, I was gonna say something else. Okay. I think, like you said, very few of us have many encounters in this realm. Yeah. Because I think. Just like we read in the Old Testament, right? It's like only the the high priest can mm-hmm. come there, right? And when that happens, thanks. I was like, this keeps falling. <laughs>
1: yeah, you okay,
0: here go. Thanks, guys. Technical difficulties. So, yeah, I think even like, again, the Old Testament, only the high priest had this opportunity to come. We know, like you said, because of Jesus, we can enter the Holy of Holies. But In order for us to be there, I think there's a bit of fear and hesitation on our part that prohibits us from going to the Holy of Holies as often as we probably could. Because it's like, right, I feel like, again, in Old Testament, it's like, Give me the coal like I'm a man of unclean lips or a woman of unclean lips. There's something about us that I'm like, if I enter here, like, yeah, it's we're scared because the holiness of the Lord and our unholiness is coming to me, which means parts of me have to die in order for me to go deeper like i have to literally be burnt as a sacrifice on that altar and that's scary
1: like we're not ready
0: for that i'm not Mm -hmm. ready for that half of the time
1: it's like there's a there's this exchange that needs to happen something needs to die in order for him to fill it like are we ready to to do this and are we ready to like literally to give up on parts of our hearts our dreams our control whatever for him to that's such a good point because
0: the times i was reflecting as you were talking like the times that i have entered have been the times where i was usually so i don't know if it was like a tough situation but like when we're at the end of ourselves right mm-hmm. so you don't care anymore you either care. you're so desperate or you're so disappointed or with something and sad about something or grieving something that you have come to True. the end of yourself and nothing else mattered you just know that you need him
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and it's, that's the only times that i've gotten there and it hasn't happened very often mm-hmm. because it takes us True. being stripped
1: desperate. down mm-hmm, to get there. i want more of you no matter the cost yes
0: exactly so and it like, hasn't been very, very many times yeah and i'm convicted of that. Yeah. Because yeah. i think there's also parts of me that there's lies that i may be believing about god that makes me scared to go deeper with him. It's like a human relationship, mm-hmm. right? As yeah. you're being more v- more vulnerable with someone, you have to again strip down naked, like hypothetically speaking. To show yourself fully to that person. And sometimes it's like, oh God, like is he gonna be okay if he sees all of me? As if he doesn't already know. But again, it's those lies that sometimes just keep us in the inner courts instead of going into the Mm -hmm. Holy of Holies. Wow. You're Christian.
1: Aw, thanks, babe. I mean you're the one who set such a good foundation. I think again, I just wanna encourage everyone in this like there is always more yeah there is always more and let's just not stop when it gets hard let's just keep on pursuing but because again there's this spiritual law spiritual law Mm -hmm. air quotes that like our bodies and our our world the world around us will just wants to keep us down in a way and occupied but the more that we practiced it this the easier it will get and i i need to say like before like 10 years ago i didn't even get to the second part or i needed like an hour to get to Mm -hmm. the second part today after like 13 years of (laughs) prayer every day sometimes to be honest i need five minutes yeah same right Mm
0: -hmm. thank god
1: thank god (laughs) to get to the second part the third one again Eh! as you said it's eh! On it. But yeah, I want to live in the in the second realm, like all the time with my heart, like posture towards right, the right. third one.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So good, babes. I learned a lot. I've already read this in your book, mm-hmm. but you definitely illuminated a lot of things for me mm-hmm. today. And now I'm going to take a lot of this into my secret place tomorrow. Well,
1: let's do it. Mm-hmm. And now I can't wait to hear we're gonna now we're gonna kind of transition yeah. from okay secret place behind closed doors and then what happens when you kind of uh enter into how 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 do you like everyday life yeah yeah you
0: get out of your prayer closet you open the door and then what yeah and i'm gonna read you something because this is really what started this conversation this this podcast episode actually started as a conversation between Mate and I in the car. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. and this is what started the whole thing. It was actually um, an Instagram story from this lady, this girl. I don't know what to call her <laughs> on Instagram. She's a Christian influencer. Her name is Nava, and I'll put her little uh, link down below so you guys can see her. But she posted a story, and this person asked her. How do you balance mom life and and time in the secret place? So we just talked about the secret place. They're asking her, how do you balance mom life and time in the secret place? This is what she said. I don't separate the two. Being a mom to me is my worship. Spending time with God with my son is kingdom culture. I don't live in routines and someone else's idea of a good quiet time. I live out of one quiet time. I used to walk in and out of his presence like a morning shower. (laughs) Now I stay drenched in his presence all day. When my son takes naps, I try to dig in the word a little deeper. But sometimes I just put the Bible app on and press play while I'm going along with my day. The secret place isn't a faraway place I strive to get to. It's the presence of God all around us. So I steward the atmosphere in my house. I long to have more of his presence, saturate my house daily. A house filled with his presence is a place my whole family can rest.
1: I mean, can we (sighs) talk about this? I don't get in and out, like out of the shower.
0: Yeah, a morning shower. I had to literally read that because you can't duplicate the anointing that is on that post Mm -hmm. and the conviction that comes along with that because that is what so many of us experience. Like... Like Mate said, yeah, maybe we do have these beautiful inner court experiences, but the second we leave our secret place, the second we leave our room, our car, wherever our secret place is, and we get into the world... All of a sudden, it's like we disconnect from the Lord. We disconnect from his presence. We almost forget everything that he just said or that he just deposited Mm -hmm. in us. And we're stressed and we're worried and we're fearful and we're doubtful. And we go through this cycle again until the next day and we have peace in his presence. And then we leave and then we don't have peace. And it Mm -hmm. is like in, out, in, out. Mm -hmm. And it's exhausting and annoying and frustrating and not It shouldn't be like that it shouldn't it's not what the intention is so we kind of wanted to compare and talk about as we did the secret place but now look at abiding like how can we have a world of both where we do have the secret place private time moments with the lord but constantly throughout the day we are always abiding in him and what does that look like now we all know john 15 is the scripture that talks about abiding and what that looks like so we're gonna kind of dig in a little bit here because i think there's a lot of things for us to grasp Mm -hmm. so this is again john 15 and i love in the beginning right it says that i am the true vine so that's jesus speaking jesus is the true vine let's stop there like that says so much to me because if he's the true vine then there are false vines Mm. so what false vines are we abiding in Is it the false vine of society where we're just constantly connected to what's going on on Instagram, the latest celebrity news, the latest fashions? Is this the thing that we're getting our sustenance from? Or is it sports? Money. Money, exactly. What is the other vine that we're in if it's not Jesus? Mm. Because that thing is not going to give us fruit as we read about later. So for me, again, it's like, okay, when I'm leaving the secret place, I can see who I'm truly abiding in based off of the fruit in my day. Hmm. Like maybe I'm abiding in this, our work, right? Because all of my thoughts and everything is just consumed with that versus consumed with thoughts about the Lord, right? Yeah. So that's just kind of like a check for us to do in our hearts. Like, okay, if there's a true vine, there are false vines too. Yeah. And then it goes on to say, That every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So these are the dead branches, the dead things in our lives that the Lord removes because we don't need them. They're not doing anything for us. And sometimes we need to ask ourselves, like, Holy Spirit, what are the dead branches in our lives? Mm. There are things that might be in your season now that used to serve you that don't serve you anymore. Sometimes those dead branches can be certain people in your lives. Maybe you hang around a group of women that kind of bash their husbands 24-7. And the Lord is like, this is a dead branch. This is tainting your house because it's tainting your marriage. You need to cut that off. Mm -hmm. Like he's cutting off the dead branches or is video games a a dead branch for us, right? We were watching a little too much TV the first couple weeks of marriage, right? Yeah. We We had to cut that off. (laughs) And we were rotting. Like you have to allow the Holy Spirit to remove those things from us, right? And then it goes on to say that every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may may bear more fruit. This is always kind of crazy for our minds. It's like, okay, so if something is bearing fruit, we think it's good. Don't touch it. (laughs) But God is like, no, it's bearing fruit. I need to prune it. I need to trim it. I need to cut it so that it can grow more, right? Right. So sometimes we may be experiencing something that seems great and then the Lord comes and does something and switches it up a little bit and we're like, well, what is this, Lord?
1: It was good before. Exactly, Mm -hmm. but he
0: is doing this for more growth. Mm -hmm. So for me, sometimes in my life as now a new wife, there are certain things that I've been having fruit in, but the Lord is like, I love you so much, I wanna take you further and take you deeper, so I'm gonna prune that area, right? So I say this all to say, as it says in verse 4, that we cannot bear fruit outside of Jesus. And that is the whole point. Mm -hmm. So basically, if we are not in this realm of abiding, if we're not connected to him, we see this then come out in us not bearing the fruit of the spirit, which we read about in Galatians, right? So, I have to read them. I'm not the type of person that can recite them off like it's no problem. All nine of them? Uh, yeah, all nine of them. I'm not there yet. So, if we're not seeing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, or self control in our lives, this to me is an indication of I'm not abiding. Okay. So, this is a little overview that if we don't see these nine fruit of the spirit, perhaps we need to look back and say, okay, where here am I missing? Like, am I Mm -hmm. not abiding in the true vine? Am I not allowing the Holy Spirit to discard the dead areas of my life? Am I not allowing the Lord to prune the areas that are bearing fruit, right? Mm -hmm. Is there fruit in my life? Because this will be kind of like your barometer to see, am I abiding? Yeah so any thoughts here before i kind of move on to more practical like what does it mean to abide every day because i kind of said a mouthful
1: i think no i just want to comment um not to add on it but just to like stop and pause like as you read galatians and then you said like if you're not how did you say that's so good if you're not seeing all of them that means you're not abiding you're
0: not isn't that crazy (laughs)
1: shoot like that's huge it
0: is so it's like right like, it's like
1: basically you're saying okay this is you're not showing this in your everyday life that means you're not living in his presence you're doing things on your own exactly okay
0: exactly 100 so let's break it down right how many times whether it's your mom or wife or you have a crazy business schedule right and you're just like okay well i'm not really patient like i don't see patience right now Mm -hmm. i don't see self-control because i'm saying the first thing that comes to my mind Mm -hmm. like again that's how you can be like okay am i actually abiding in you lord because the fact of the matter is as the scripture says apart from jesus we can do nothing true so in a practical sense this is how i've been living this out This is new for me, so I am in no means an expert. This is just what I've been observing, right? So as I have that foundation, that's how I've been checking. Like there have been certain days where I'm just like a little just agitated or annoyed for no reason, right? And I have to check myself. Cranky. Right, exactly. So what I try to do is first have a heart posture of thankfulness and gratitude. I've realized that that goes a long way. And I will literally thank the Lord for anything and everything that comes to my mind. And ironically, I try to focus on the things that most people wouldn't. So if, again, I'm a new wife, right? I have a lot of laundry to do, especially for my American peeps i don't have a dryer here and the washer here is tiny so what what would be like one load back home in america is like three loads here no lie yeah and there's no dryer so needless to say i spent a lot of time doing laundry and at first i hated it i really did i'm like Mm -hmm. oh this is taking so long blah 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 but i shifted my heart posture and instead as i'm doing laundry like As I'm putting these clothes here, I'm like, Lord, first of all, thank you for providing us with clothes. Like, thank you for literally putting clothes on our back. As I'm putting the clothes on the dry rack outside, I'm like, Lord, thank you so much that you have given me the gift of marriage that I can be here today doing laundry and serving my family with laundry. Mm -hmm. Lord, thank you so much as I'm putting you know, mate shirts on the rack. Lord, thank you so much for the husband that you've blessed me with. Thank you so much for answering my prayers years and years and years ago that now you have gifted me with this man. And I'm blessing him as I'm putting his clothes away. Lord, thank you for my husband. Bless all of his shirts. Bless the clothes that I'm putting away right now. And when he... Where's them? Like, let his true character come come to. Like, like I
1: did not know that. Yeah,
0: let him grow in confidence. Like, I'm prophesying over my husband while I'm doing laundry. Like, if we started again to learn that abiding can start with thankfulness and gratitude, then the meaningless tasks that we do every day that most of us complain about, we do, true. right? Oh, man, I have to cook another dinner. The kitchen is a mess. Blah, 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 blah we're missing an opportunity to connect to the true vine, to connect to him. Because this is how, again, he's then able to remove those dead branches. Like a dead branch is complaining. Mm. Instead of complaining, boom, he's removing that as I am in thankfulness, right?
1: That's brilliant. And that's so like, I love how you simplified it. Like that is so specific. Yeah, I've been convinced. I think I just want to share. Yeah. One example that I love sharing with, with people like it happened the other day we we came home from from a trip and we had a like this big suitcase and we were just so lazy to unpack it and we said okay like it's prayer time let, like let's go to our like Jesus time and I put a put my headphones on I opened my bible and I started to pray and my babes started to like putting the suitcase down and zipping it. I was like, babe, what are you like doing? Like it's prayer time. Like, let me, let me help you so that Mm -hmm. we can like, so we can go to pray again. So we can go to that closet. And she looked at me and said, no, baby, let you just go back to, to your prayer time. This is my worship. And I stopped and like, what? Like, Mm -hmm. this is my worship. And I just, that is the best example of like abiding in him and how you are actually taking something that seemed so worldly mm-hmm. and to make it something that is so holy as like it says in Colossians 3:17 and 3:23 like do everything unto the Lord and mm-hmm. for the Lord and that's exactly what you are you you are doing yeah. and I love how then Justin Allen says so mm-hmm. yeah if 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 you can like make holy and sanctify everything you do, then if anything is holy, everything Mm -hmm. is holy. And if everything is holy, anything is holy. Mm -hmm. That means our whole days can be holy.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And it's like he just said, that was my next point of like doing everything onto the Lord. Like, what does that mean? I think first and foremost, it's realizing, this is something I've had to learn too, that, Everything that we do is first and foremost for him and to glorify him. So even in my wifely duties, right? I'm catching myself because I'm like, okay, like I'm cooking a meal, blah, blah, blah. And my flesh wants affirmation from Mate when I cook a meal. Mm Like that is my flesh. Like I'm not going to lie to you about that. But I'm even being convicted and being like, okay, like his affirmation is secondary, Like, am I doing this for the Lord or am I doing this for Mate? Like, if I do it first for the Lord, then I automatically am doing it for Mate second.
1: Mm -hmm. As
0: opposed to just for Mate. Does that make sense? Like, if I'm just doing it for my husband, I'm also still missing the point. Because then again, I'm looking for him to affirm me. I'm looking for him to approve me. And I'm supposed to be doing everything onto the Lord first and everything else follows.
1: Who who are you? Like, I feel you're, you're stinking. I feel the presence of the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. I I feel like you're raising the bar so high. That's like, this bar seems unattainable, but it's actually attainable because of the Holy Spirit that lives in us because he is enabling us to do that. Yeah,
0: he is. There's absolutely no way I could do yeah. it without him. Yeah. And that's the part too. It's like I was saying earlier where you're going to notice what those not so good branches are as you're trying to live a life of abiding you will realize like i just said where i'm craving affirmation from my husband Mm -hmm. and i'm like "Ooh, that's an area there like lord please like remove this branch for me or prune this branch if it's something that needs to be pruned because by doing so that's how i'm able to grow higher and closer to the father So that is abiding, right? Mm -hmm. So these things are almost like, again, um, the whole analogy here, it's like garden terms. If you have a, a garden that is like not kept very well and it's kind of like a hot mess and there's branches and thorns and weeds everywhere, these things stand in the way of you even walking through that garden. So the more crap that I have, the harder it is for me to actually abide and the harder it's going to be for me to even enter into the Holy of Holies in the secret place to 100%. begin with, right? Because yeah. I have so much crap. So by doing this heart posture of abiding, I can then get conviction from the Holy Spirit to actually see, okay, if I'm complaining about having to cook dinner all the time, like maybe there's something there that the Lord is trying to show me. Again, maybe mm. I'm just, I'm not feeling appreciated by my family. And the root of that is actually I need... To, to seek the father, to gain appreciation from him, to know that aside from being a wife and being a mother or whatever it is, I am first a daughter of the king. So what are my virtues as a daughter of the king first? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's actually eye-opening to see what's inside of us, to see what those dead branches are.
1: Yeah, basically like as you're saying, as you go through the day, if you just keep your heart attentive You can actually see those dead branches and then with the Holy Spirit, like get them cut. Exactly.
0: So that's kind of like, again, in the nutshell of like thankfulness and gratitude. But I also try to get into the heart posture of just leaning on Him as my first response. Mm -hmm. We don't often do this, right? We have a, a human problem we're trying to figure out, and we are researching we're asking friends, we're doing this, we're doing that. And like, we're not even going to the father. So I'm trying to first go to him. Like, these are all things that are happening internally, right? Like we can be here working together and I'm struggling on a project. I can literally be like, oh, Holy Spirit, I really need your help right now. Like, you're the best teacher. I don't know how to do this task. Like, can you please help me before I go and search all the bajillion things on Google, how to do X, Y, Z, right? Like that's another way of abiding of me just being in tune with him and knowing that again, as it says, I can do nothing apart from him. So why wouldn't I go to him first to help me go through the day, to help me do the laundry, to help me do the cooking. That's what happened on Friday before before, uh, you came home. Mm -hmm. where he was playing football and I had all these plans about what I wanted to do while he was gone so that when he came home, I would have everything prepared for him. I was making dinner, I cleaned the house and I wanted to have freshly baked chocolate chip cookies when he walked through the door, right? It was a long, long list and halfway through the whole thing, I looked at the time and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to be home in like an hour and a half. I'm not going to have enough time to finish everything. So something that was supposed to be beautiful and a beautiful way of loving my husband turned out to be a stressful situation. And then it hit me and I was like, Lord, I need you. Hmm. I need you to help me. I need you to give me peace. What should I do next, Lord? How do I actually finish all these things? And guess what? He helped me. That is a way of abiding. I'm connected with him. It is not a separate task of me doing this thing and him being here. No, we are one. And I'm saying, Lord, I can't do this apart from you. So help. Sorry, I know you're going to say something.
1: Can we just talk how brilliant my wife is?
0: <gasps> I love you.
1: What the heck? I just yeah, I just wanted to say like now I I got used to it in a way, air quotes used to it because I remember one day I we were finishing our prayer time, our Jesus time, which we do separately. We all obviously pray together, but mm-hmm. this one we did we do it separately also. And I entered your room and I saw like you were looking at some food and recipes and I was like, oh, like you're done with your prayer. She was like, no, I mean, I was just checking some recipes with the Lord and planning our meals for this week with him. I was like, what? You can do that? (laughs) You do that in your prayer? right
0: yeah that's a good point babes i love that yeah because again like why are we separating just like nava's post like why are we going in and out Mm -hmm. of his presence like he's our best friend of course he's our lord and our king of kings but he's also our bestie and i don't think the lord wants to have separateness from us like mate said like yeah i love on mondays that i get to plan my weekly meal schedule with the lord i love that i get to look at my Uh, sale items on the grocery store catalogs with the Lord. Like I can do this with him. Why do I want to do it without him? It's going to take me longer. It's going to be more frustrating. (laughs) I'm not going to have the divine revelation and strength that I need. So why do I want to do it without him anyways?
1: I'm so in love with you.
0: Oh, I love you too, baby. But to sum it all up, Hmm. what I would say to all of you when you're like, okay, practically, how am I going to do this? Again, Just trying to keep the focus and the attention of your heart on the Lord. And you do that through thankfulness, through gratitude, through seeking him for help and just not separating him from the things that you're doing and worshiping him in everything. Like Mate said, we're doing everything unto the Lord. Everything is an opportunity to be holy if we're doing it for his glory. And that's up to us. The Lord's not going to do it for us. Like, And it's not easy, but we do it day after day, step by step. Some days are better than others, but the Lord is so kind and it makes him happy knowing that we're even trying to be more connected to him. And that to me is what abiding is. And from abiding is when we see the fruit of the spirit. And we know as we see in our lives, okay, I'm exhibiting love. I'm exhibiting patience and the other fruit of the spirit that I'm truly abiding.
1: How do I even summon this or add something oh. else? To, to this it's yeah we just wanted to to paint the picture okay yes the secret place and yes this is where you meet the lord mm-hmm. but don't separate the two exactly don't separate Do here's how you enter the secret place but here's how you stay, stay. there throughout your day
0: snaps babes that was so good <laughs> that's the best way to sum it up
1: yeah i love that yeah
0: This was so fun. This was so fun. You can tell we're both really passionate about this. Yeah. And that's our hope. We really just Mm -hmm. hope and pray that after today's podcast that you are more in tune with what your secret place and abiding looks like. And we just, we bless you to continue in the spiritual journey of abundance and knowing that there is always more with the Lord. Yeah. There's always more.
1: There's always more. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bye.
0: Bye. (music) you. <music>